0: Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers! What's up everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers and thank you for tuning in to... The Field Filler Podcast. It is finally that week and we get to see it. The three point six one mile road course race at Daytona International Speedway. We're finally gonna see the roll and And this is going to be the first time and also one of the longest tracks that they have ever raced at. There's going to be 14 turns around the racetrack as they add a chicane over in turn number four. I'm super excited for it. I know you guys are. However, before we get into this race on Sunday, we got to figure out who's going to be the best picks to go for. Because we don't have really any races to go off of at Daytona's road course. We do have the other ones, such as Watkins Glen, the Charlotte Roval, and Sonoma, that we're going to base off our stats. So we're gonna to try to do our best to pick the best because this is gonna be definitely one of those wild card races. I could see somebody who hasn't gotten a victory yet take the victory, such as Matty Bandetto, William Byron, one of those guys, since they do really, really good at these racetracks, could shake some things up. So let's get into it. Let's look at the stats and see who is the best at our NASCAR fantasy live picks. Now, I know we're going straight into the Fantasy Live Picks. This is not like our usual episodes where we cover some of the news stories and we also talk about the holidays. It's just simply because there's not too much news stories going around this week. I mean, we got a few associate sponsors that were announced, like uh, Colombian Sportswear is going to sponsor Bubba Wallace as well as DoorDash. Acronis is going to sponsor Henrik Motorsports till 2023. And then some other um, associate partnerships. Other than that, there really hasn't been too much news. And the holidays is not one that I'm really too excited for, because it's just National Financial Awareness Day on August 14th. I'll just give you a quick hit, America, since I'm from America. We are poor. There's your financial awareness. Start saving money. But other than that, enough about all that stuff. Let's just get straight into our fantasy picks. It's going to be the same way we always do it. We're going to have 15 picks, 5 people determining to be the top dogs, 5 being the top 10 guys, and 5 being the dark horses, ones that could potentially sneak you in a lot of points. There's going to be some noticeable drivers that are not on the list, and this is all based on NASCAR Fantasy Live, where you get to pick 6 drivers, and you can pick 1 driver for 10 races throughout the year. So you got to be smart on who you pick. You can't pick Kevin Harvick in the first Ten races because then you can't use them for the rest of the season. So that's why we go through 15. Let's see who are the best. Starting off with number one, this one's not too much of a surprise if you've been keeping track of road course races, and that is the number nine of Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott is finally considered a top dog going into a race, and it's been because of his point standings. He's won the last two road course races. He won at the Roval, won at Watkins Glen. In fact, he's won at the last two Watkins Glen races, and he's finished on average 45 out of the last three years. I'm going to include Sonoma, Watkins Glen, and the Charlotte Roval for everybody. So 45 points, I mean, it's really hard to go against Chase Elliott. He really likes road courses, so to see him dominate here at the Daytona road course is not really too far-fetched. I mean, he's also even dominated in mid-Ohio when he was racing down there in the truck series. I mean, it's really hard to go against him, so put Chase Elliott definitely on your list. He's going to be a good driver to go for. Martin Trex Jr., driver in the number 19 machine, is the second-best guy going into this race. Um, Let's look at his past results. Seventh, second... 14th second first first with an average point score of 44 those wins have come in at both Sonoma and Watkins Glen almost got that victory at the inaugural Charlotte Roval race so he really likes road courses he's always been known as a great road course racer and with an average of 44 points it's gonna be the guy that's really gonna compete the most against Chase Elliott if Chase Elliott is up there so 19 of Martin Trex Jr. is definitely a good pick as well and then let's throw in another winner at the Roval. Let's do the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Yes, he did get that victory after Jimmy Johnson and Martin Trex Jr. spun each other out, but his average here at road courses has been really, really well. If you still look at the other races, 8th place, 5th place, 3rd place, 12th place, 8th place, 9th place, and on average scoring 37 points. That is the 4th most points on average that drivers are scoring here at road courses, so he's definitely a top dog. It wouldn't be a bad idea to use Ryan Blaney. Let's say used Martin Trex Jr. or Chase Elliott a little too many times. Ryan Blaney is a good third place guy to go for. So number 12 also makes the top dog list. Clint Boyer is actually going to be a top dog. Not a top 10, not a dark horse, but a top dog. And here's the reason why. He scores on average 36 points. He's usually running up front. His last few finishes have been a 4th, 11th, 3rd, 11th, 3rd, 5th, 2nd. So he's been running in the top 5 or slightly outside the top 10. Either way, that's a lot of points he's scoring. Clint Boyer is definitely another good pick to go for. I know you probably have used him a lot less compared to Chase Elliott, Martin Trex Jr., Ryan Blaney, and other drivers on this list. You might want to put Clint Boyer on your roster. And the last top guy I'm going to go over is actually the number 11 at Denny Hamlin. You don't really think of Denny Hamlin when it comes to road courses, but his average is actually the third best, and that actually caught me off guard. He did finish 19th in the last race at the Charlotte Roval, which, by the way, when I do these averages, I cut off the lowest race because everyone has gotten either an engine or a wreck in one of these events, so I decided to take one of those off. So also keep that in mind that even Chase Elliott, Martin Trex Jr., and Ryan Blaney, they have all either wrecked or suffered engine problems in at least one road course race in the last three years. But going on to Denny Hamlin, besides that race, he's finished 3rd, 5th, 12th, 13th, 10th, 4th and 4th with an average point score of 39 so he's similar to Clint Boyer except he on average scores in the top 5 either 4th or 3rd and on the other ones he finishes 12th or 13th but even then when he finished 13th he still got 32 points and when he finished 10th 37 points so he can get the stage points so Denny Hamlin is actually not a bad driver to go for Probably not going to be the guy to win the race, but he can definitely get the top five. And those are our top dogs. Let's go over them again. Chase Elliott, Martin Trex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Clint Boyer, and Denny Hamlin. Now moving on to the top 10 guys. These are the guys that are not the safest picks. However, they are still really reliable. I'm getting you the top 10 fantasy points. We're first going to start off with Kevin Harvick, driver of the number four. I first had him as a top dog until I saw Denny Hamlin. That's how much Denny Hamlin kind of shocked me on how well he does at road courses. Because Kevin Harvick has finished 3rd, 7th, 6th, ninth, 10th, 2nd, 17th. I'm going to cut that one out. And then he won a race at Sonoma. Scoring on average 35 points. Um, Lately, he hasn't really been the guy to win the race. But still staying around the top 10 like he always does. I wouldn't say that this would be a race to put him in if you have used him a lot. There's definitely some other racetracks where he can do better for you, most notably, Phoenix, obviously, and then also some other the mile-and-a-half tracks because he's just been really dominant this year. I really don't think a road course is going to be the best for Kevin Harvick, but he's still going to be a top-10 guy, so if you want to put him in, he's going to be right there scoring on average for you 35 points. If that's worth to you, I mean put him in on your roster. Brad Koselowski, driver of the number two, ties Kevin Harvick with average points. However, he's a little bit more up and down. Let me explain. 5th, 9th, 18th, 17th, 13th, 15th, 3rd. Now, the reason why he's on the top 10 list because, look, his finishes haven't been that great. But when he does finish back there, he's still on average, like the 13th place finish, he got 40 points. And then when he finished 15th, 32 points. So he does rack up some stage points. He may not be there in the end, but he's going to be one of the guys to score a higher amount of points. If you think that's worth the risk because maybe he can put it together here at the road course, maybe get a top 10 with all those stage points, could give you up to 48 points. So Brad Kozolowski may be a viable option compared to the other top five guys. However, there is a chance he can fall twelve or worse, so keep that one in mind. Jimmy Johnson, driver the number 48, is, also makes the top 10 list. And he's had some impressive runs here at road courses. Uh, ninth place, 19th, 12th, 6th, 11th, 13th. He did wreck out of one race. That that one race where he finished 6th, that was the Charlotte Roval. He almost won that race, made contact with Martin Trex Jr. So he does have some little wonky finishes here near the back. But he's similar with Brad Keselowski, finishing 11th with 42 points and then 13th with 34 points. So he does do good really good at stage racing as well he just needs to put it together if he can do what he did at the Charlotte Roval race minus spinning out on the last turn could be a guy near the front and with his Rick Henrik teammates all of them have been doing really well I haven't included William Byron and Alex Bowman but they're going to be on this list later down but Rick Henrik does really good at road courses so it wouldn't be a bad idea to even consider Jimmy Johnson. Matt DiBenedetto and the number 21 looks like one of the best top 10 guys and here's the reason why He's finished 11th and 6th and 4th in the last three races last year in the number 95 machine. Not even top equipment, and he was still finishing up there. He scored on average 27 points. That's also including a 13th place and a 17th place finish where he was with the number 32 team. One of the more backmarker teams. So he's done really good with almost mediocre equipment. Imagine what he could do this year in that number 21 machine. I like Matt DiBenedetto as a top 10 guy. If he can do it with the number 95 car, he can definitely do it with the number 21 machine. Keep an eye on Matt DiBenedetto as one of your top 10 guys. And then the last one I'm going to include... The number 18 of Kyle Bush. Now, Kyle Busch um, almost was not even on this list. And it's because he's really, really struggled in the Charlotte Roval. He really hasn't gotten good results. He's wrecked both times. Walking's uh, Glenn, he does fairly well. And Sonoma, he's gotten a victory there in the past. But I, that Charlotte Roval, those statistics really kind of worry me. Because look at his last few finishes, not counting those two wrecks. 11th, 2nd, 3rd, 5th, 7th. Fifth with an average point score of 33rd. Definitely a riskier guy. I don't think he's going to win the race, but there's a good chance he can get you uh, top six or better. However, he could also get you an accident in the middle of the race, which you definitely don't want because Kyle Busch has the potential to get you 45 or more points for all 10 of your races. If you want to take that risk, um, by all means go, but there's definitely a lot better options here on the roster. So those are my top 10 guys, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Jimmy Johnson, Matt Debandetto, and Kyle Busch. Now, lastly, let's go over to the dark horses and see who has made the final spots william byron driver in the number 24 might be actually a really really good dark horse to get maybe his first victory here and here's the reason why he's led at most of the road courses that he's competed against and he has on average 30 points. I mean, last year he did finish 6th at the Charlotte Roval, but I think he led like 23 laps. He did really good. And Sonoma too. he also led 20 laps. Just had a different pit strategy from everyone else. So he has the potential to finish really well here at a road course race. So keep an eye on William Byron. He might be a really good dark horse. Maybe could sneak his first win. I don't know if he's going to be able to beat people like Martin Trex Jr., Chase Elliott, or Ryan Blaney. But he could definitely be up there in the top 5. There is a potential for him to do that. Alex Bowman, his teammate, is also another good person on here. He finished 2nd at the Roval and then 14th, 14th, 4th, 14th, and 9th in the number 88 car. So, I mean, there's been times he's finished in the top 5 and then there's been times he's finished 14th. Every time he's finished 14th, he's scored 27 points. So, it's either going to be a 14th place finish or a top 5. you got to take your risk on that one. That is why he's considered a dark horse. But Alex Bowman may not be a bad guy to use as a substitute for one of your top drivers that you may have used one too many times. Kurt Bush in the number one is also here on the dark horse list, and I kind of almost regretted doing this, but here's the reason why I put him down here, is he's really, really good at road courses when he was with the number 41 machine. In the number one car, he really hasn't performed all that well. 20th place finish, 10th place finish, and a 13th place finish, scoring on average in the number one car 24 points. I don't like those odds as far as the number one car goes, but he could get um, a finish when he was with the number 41 car. Let me show you those stats. Fifth, ninth, sixth, sixth, seventh. He could get you a top 10 if he can pull it together as he did in the number 41 team. However, that's Stuart Haas Racing. Obviously, a completely different team from Chip Ganassi. Could he pull it together? Maybe. Has experience on the Daytona road course. However, that's a little bit different from the stock cars and the cup cars. That we'll be seeing this weekend compared to the Rolex 24 now for our top rookie I'm gonna be looking at the number 95 of Christopher Bell and here's the reason why He's gotten a victory in one of the road courses, and he also has the best average compared to the other rookies running this year. And he's also driving the number 95 machine. And guess who was driving the number 95 last year? Matt DiBenedetto. Let's go back to his results. 11th, 6th, and 4th. Had some really good finishes, and Christopher Bell likes the road courses, so he could kind of put himself in a Matt DiBenedetto position and get himself a really good finish here. Maybe even compete for the win. That's a little far-fetched, but he could still get a top 10. The one bad thing about um, Christopher Bell has just been he hasn't been able to seal a full race together. He hasn't been able to put it all together with stage points and also a good finish. Whenever he gets stage points, he tends to spin out in the second half. Um, When he struggles in the first half, he'll sometimes manage to get a top 12. I don't know if he's going to be able to do this in the road course. This is going to be the first time we'll see him in the cup car in a road course. Could do really good for you. Could be the same thing that he has been doing the last couple of weeks. But Christopher Bell by far looks to be the best rookie in the road course race for this weekend. Last guy I want to cover. I want to use somebody a bit riskier. Someone that you may have not used at all this year. And after looking at everyone, the one that looks to be the best that I'm sure that people have hardly used at all is the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Now Michael McDowell's average average. Does not look the best. His average is about 23 points. That's pretty abysmal. However, I'm looking at his finishes last year where he finished 12th and 16th at both Walking Glen and the Roval. Yeah, he struggled a bit at Sonoma, but Sonoma's more of that pitch strategy more than anything. I, I think Walkings Glenn and the Charlotte Roble is going to look the most like the Daytona Road Courts, a little bit blended together. And he scored 30 points last year at the Roble. And he really likes that track. And he really likes Walkings Glenn as well. Because when he was with the number 95 car, he scored a 12th and a 14th place finish. And when he was with the number 34 car, an 18th place finish and a 16th place finish. That could be a good sixth guy to go with. If you're trying to save your people up, maybe look at Michael McDowell. He could do really good in this race for you, especially since it's a track that nobody has really too much experience on, especially no experience in a cup car. There could be a good potential he could get the top 10. I'm not saying he's going to get the victory, but there is a good chance he could get you 30 or more points. If he can do it at the Charlotte Roval, he can definitely do it here. And Those are our picks for the Dark Horses. Let me go over those five again. The number 24 of William Byron, the number 88 of Alex Bowman, the number 1 of Kurt Busch, 95 of Christopher Bell, and the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Some five noticeable drivers that I left out of my roster was the number 22 of Joey Logano. He's only gotten two top tens. They were both at the Roval. At the other racetracks, he's done pretty abysmal, usually around 18th or worse. I would not trust Joey Logano. There's way better racetracks that you can use him for. The number 20 of Eric Jones. He'll either get you a top 10 or he'll wreck. I was going to put him as a dark horse just for this sole fact, but I wanted to pick somebody who's been really below the radar that not many people have picked at all. So Eric Jones slightly behind Michael McDowell. The number 10 of Eric Amarola. His best finish is 8th and his average finish is 16th. I don't think he's going to be able to get another top 10 in this race. There is a chance he could maybe get 11th or 12th, but it's on average 16th. I wouldn't be looking to Eric Amarola to get you a good finish here. The number 17 of Chris Busher, he's slightly lower than Michael McDowell's average, so I didn't decide to include him on the list. And Tyler Reddick, uh, Tyler Reddick's been on my list for a lot of races, and the reason why he's not on this one is he is good at road courses when he was with the x fandy team. It's just his averages was a little bit lower and then Christopher Bell and then when you look at Richard Childress's results at road courses He has not gotten one top ten in the last three years. His best finish has been an 11th with Ryan Newman a couple years ago I wouldn't trust Richard Childress with that I mean maybe Tyler Reddick could get you a 14th or 15th place finish But I don't really see him getting a top ten I, for these five drivers There's way better options to go with than them and that's why I exclude them on our list now, for me, if I had to pick two of every single division, here's who I would go with. I would go with Chase Elliott for sure. I think Chase Elliott really needs a good race to bounce back from. It's becoming more of the later of the season, and this is where he usually starts to perform really well. It's a road course. I like Chase Elliott. I would also like to use number 14 of Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer's been one of those guys I've used a little bit less compared to the other drivers. He's been doing really good running near the front at road courses. Wouldn't be a bad pick to go with. And then as far as the top 10 guys go, I like Matt Benedetto a lot. Matty DiBenedetto looks to have a really good finish here on the number 21 machine. And then for the other top 10 guy, I was hinting at maybe Jimmy Johnson, but I might look at Brad Keselowski because I got the same picks for the both of them. And Brad Keselowski may be more consistent on getting me more points. And then for the Dark Horses, I like William Byron, and I like Christopher Bell. I think those would be the two guys I would go with. Maybe Alex Bowman over Christopher Bell, but I think Christopher Bell is going to lock into my spot. I'm willing to take a risk with these guys because uh, William Byron can put 2-2 and together. Uh, Christopher Bell could put a 2-2 and together as well. If they could do that, they could get 40-plus more points, but... We shall have to see and as far as Mechanical Manning and Crazy Corrado goes, we already know the situation We're gonna wait till Monday to get their final results. They've been looking really good It's time for me to get back up top and I feel like I could finally do it here at the Daytona Road Course We shall see but those are our picks. Let's see how we do. It's gonna be a fun exciting race I can't wait for the Daytona Road Course. Let me know who you guys are going for and best of luck And let's see if we can finish on top that will conclude today's episode guys. I'm just looking really forward to this race and I know a lot of people are looking forward to it because it's really cool to see. It was a track that we did not expect to get at all this year and we're going to see it um, at the beginning of next year. So hopefully this race is really well. And also, there's going to be weather in the area. So, we're going to see these cars potentially run in the rain. Daytona has about a 70% precipitation rate on Sunday. So, make sure to tune in on NBC. It's going to be on at 3 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. You can also go on MRN or Sirius XM to listen to the race. It's going to be a 110 lap race. So, honestly, guys. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are looking forward to it. Let's have a good, exciting road course race. And maybe if it does really well, this might be the new second race at Daytona. Who knows? But in the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.